In the Tower of Babel story, it's not clear what the people did wrong. Some people go to the other ancient Near Eastern texts that have a similar, almost identical story, but the it's always interesting to see the differences. In other ancient Near Eastern texts, we might see that the people were trying to storm heaven, and God or God, the gods were threatened and had to punish them. But there's no mention in our story of God being threatened, and there's not even a mention that the tower is the problem at all. Rabbi Shai Held does a brilliant job in an article of amassing sources to answer this question. I want to share part of his answer. The rabbis note that part of what makes it so difficult to find an answer to what are the people doing wrong is because of an assumption we make. We assume that the end is a punishment, that having different languages and being scattered across the face of the earth was punishment, and it doesn't say so. In fact, last week we read that actually spreading out off of, along, across the face of the earth and developing biodiversity and human diversity was actually a wonderful and holy command. And so what it seems is that what the people are doing is they're not doing that. They choose to congregate in one place and not spread out. They choose not to develop diversity, but to develop unanimity. Unity to the point where they are so connected that in many ways they lose their individuality and even a sense of purpose. The rabbis point out that the Torah portion is full of genealogies, name after name after name, and even Noah himself, guess what? One of his sons, Shem. It means name, right? So name is screaming out from the pages all through the columns. And yet, and what do the people of Babel say? They say, we're doing this to make a name for ourselves. And yet, we don't know any of the names of the people who are building the tower. The rabbis tell us, they notice, particularly the Emek HaDavar, as well as Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the Nitziv, we lived from 1816 to 1893, that what the Torah says that these quasi-anonymous people, they have the same words. And he interprets that to mean, as other rabbis and Bible scholars do, that it meant that they had the same thoughts. All, no diversity in the language. All had the same words. All had the same thoughts. And when you think it says that the tower is built and it, it keeps people from scattering, Rabbi Shai Held suggests it's almost like the tower is a sensor. It's like it's a watchtower keeping the people from leaving and holding them in. Now, why would it be a bad thing that people seek unity or consensus? Even the Ha'emek Davar asked that question. But to the extent that we have unity at the expense of dialogue, idiosyncrasy, and argument, it is not something to be strived for. And an inevitable consequence of uniformity is anonymity. It's a difference of opinion that allows us to have a name. 
I look, I mean, pres former President Barack Obama recently made a negative statement critiquing certain kinds of social media activism. And he said for him, it's not the kind of community organizing he was doing in Chicago. When people online, and I'm, we're gonna insert the word tower here, make a tower of saying, yes, someone makes an extreme statement of outrage. That person should be fired because 20 years ago I read something that they posted, right? Or that, you know, that politician is, is terrible, terrible, terrible. And then you make a tower of people saying, yeah, out with them, you know, so-called so cancel culture. Yeah, I agree. And it's so interesting that you have all of these names on these like Twitter feeds that pile up. And so the name is there, but really the name becomes anonymous because it's the, yeah, thumbs up, yeah, I agree, yeah, I'm retweeting. What looked like diversity actually becomes a strange anonymous tower of groupthink. Hannah Arendt, in her tome on anti-Semitism, argues that it's the fear. It's a fear of an outside force causing one to lose one's identity that is at the root of anti-Semitism. And I wonder, and I put it out there, that in some ways what's going on or has been going on with Brexit and, with the, and the nationalism in Europe is they have this fear. They're like, our language is going to get swallowed up. We are going to lose our identity in this larger European thing. There will be a tower built like the Tower of Mordor in, some in Geneva, and it's going to tell us what to do. This is the stuff they talk about. And what I want to validate is that it is an animating anxiety of our time that we're going to lose our words and our opinions because they're going to be swallowed up in something larger. And I sympathize with their worry. And yet, as Hannah Arendt noted in what developed in Nazi Germany, the irony is that the reaction to that is often a strange ethno-nationalist groupthink, where a kind of fictional identity is formed that everyone has to get on board with. And as she said, the Jews almost always become a, a symbol of threat because Jews represent cosmopolitanism the fact that there will be diverse voices within one system. And so what I suggest is that we are mindful of the anxiety and the drive to groupthink that many of us are drawn to today. And we recognize the need for diversity, even with those who bond together for righteous purposes. I close with a quote from Isaiah Berlin the great British Jewish philosopher, and one of my favorites. Of course, this is from many decades ago. What the age calls for is not, as we are often told, stronger leadership. Rather, in some ways, it is the opposite. We need less messianic ardor. We need a more enlightened skepticism, and we need more toleration of idiosyncrasies. I'd like to think, as Ben said, that while we can acknowledge the anxiety of spreading out and diversity, and I know that it gives us an anxiety about our identity, and yet it's the only solution to the problems that Ben raised, working with countries and peoples far away, 
I think the anxiety is misplaced, that we lose our identity and can only find it in groupthink. I think the interconnected working together across all lands and peoples will be only strengthened by our raising our voices in idiosyncrasy, conversation, and holding on to our own name.